What is the biggest problem affecting your PDR business? What is the one thing holding you back from taking the next step? What do you need to change to get the business growth you want? All these questions have the same answer. It's your mindset. My name is Corey Kleinfeld, and this is the PDR Coach Podcast, where I coach you on mindset around yourself and your PDR business. Now let's get started. Okay, real quick before we get started, you guys have probably heard that intro a bunch of times over the last year or so that I've put out podcasts. Um, that me asking those questions and saying the answer to them is mindset. And now I have a couple options to help you with that. Um, I'm mostly focusing on the newer techs now to help bring them up into the industry and help them get further faster. First option I have is the PDR Launchpad, and that's for techs uh, between zero and two years in business. Uh, it's an eight-week program to help you launch your business into success. The second option that I have is the Young Guns PDR 20 group. That's for techs up to five years in business, zero to five years in business. I'm partnered up with Gene Fetty on that. And that is a mastermind group that runs for a year to help you get your business further faster. So uh, if you want to know when these signups are open for that, then go to my website at coachcoreyk.com and enter in your email address. You'll be in my email list. And when when I open enrollment for either of those programs, you will know. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome back to the PDR Coach Podcast. Today, we have a special guest, guest Mr. Shane Jacks. Uh, I don't think this man needs any introduction to most of us, but um, I do have a lot of new listeners into the PDR industry who may not have listened to a couple hundred hours of you um, over the last several years. So uh, a little intro, Shane is half was half of the PDR College Podcast, a tool creator, an educator in the art of blending, and running a hailstorm and a lot more. Uh, today we talk about his journey through influencing the PDR industry, how he did, and what he's up to nowadays. So welcome to the show, Shane. Thank you, Corey. Thanks for having me on. And uh, I pity the people that did have to listen to those 200 plus hours <laughs> of me on a podcast. Oh man, we all waited <laughs> waited anxiously for Monday morning. Come on, don't kid yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, it, it's actually a surprise. It surprised me. Those those first few, Keith and I admit, were absolutely horrific. But once oh, yeah. we got it down, uh, we have a pretty good dynamic between the two of us. Yes, um, absolutely. And I started listening to like had a ton of fun. Four, I believe. So yeah, like that was still when it was terrible. Beginning. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it got a little. I mean, there was. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was good information there. We just didn't have our timing down. And, yeah. Um, the audio was worse than what you're hearing right now probably with me on my uh airpods <laughs> but oh, this, uh this works I've done, done doing it. I've done plenty of uh shows in trucks because that's where most of our guys offices are yeah. you know yeah. um but anyways for first off pdr college podcast changed a lot of minds in the industry including mine um the pod my podcast was became very successful fairly quickly um and that's very much attributed to you and keith making that the medium of listening, right? Because I mean, actually, I think your guys' podcast was the first podcast I ever listened to. Like what is a podcast, right? Like that's oh, nice. how early on it was. And that yeah. led me down all the other the rabbit hole of podcasts, audiobooks, you know, you, you name it. Now it's, now it's, I don't listen to music anymore. Now it's anything I can learn from, you know? Um, so most people know this story. So just a quick review, I guess, from, couple of years ago a couple of decades ago how'd you get into pdr start with that well that story is uh it's a little convoluted and a lot of luck involved 
Uh, started at the BMW plant in 1994 in July. The day that the plant opened. 94, okay. Wow. Yeah, the day the plant opened was the day I got hired. Oh, really? Um, okay, the big plant itself, yeah. yeah. I mean, they had employees before me, but um, to give you an idea, there were 200-ish people in the office area, and my clock number was 354. So <laughs> I was, yeah, I was very, very early. I was hired as a mechanic. Hmm. I'd taken aircraft maintenance in college. I had one class left to be an AMP mechanic and they, BMW likes to, they don't like bringing people in that already know <laughs> what they're doing. <laughs> so like, now no, that sounds crazy. Like BDR, there, there were several BDR techs after I was a BDR tech that had experience, like two, three, four, five years experience applying to the plant. And they were like, nope, we want to train you. We want to train people how to do it the way we do it. That's kind of the way they are. But they they wanted, because I was going to be a mechanic on the import cars that were coming through, not the ones built at the plant, mm-hmm. they wanted all the basics. So I had the hydraulics, the electrical schematics, wiring diagrams, uh, you name it. I had the schooling, but not the training. So I was mm-hmm. an ideal fit. Perfect, yeah. The gentleman that was doing the PDR had been doing it for a year, had come from the port in Brunswick, which closed down when BMW opened. We became an inland port. Um, and shut the Brunswick, Georgia port down. And he had a girlfriend that was 40. That was an exotic dancer. Um, he was 21. Good. She had a, she had a 19 year old daughter. So, wow. I mean, he would have been more, more in line dating the daughter than the mom. (laughs) She didn't like it in Greenville, told him he had to move. He quit. They panicked, asked if anyone wanted to, go to train to do PDR in Oxnard, California, which Corey, you probably know is about five miles from Malibu. Yep. Um, yep. It's right there on top of Malibu. Everybody's hands went up in my group. At this point, I'd been there about three or four months. Everybody's hand went up and then they said, well, there's one caveat. You've got to pay your own way. We'll pay you when you get back because the uh, travel group within the plant wasn't up yet. It was so new. Interesting. Well, everybody wasted all their money. <laughs> my hand and one other guy's hand was the only two left up the two of us went complete luck dude i mean complete well it's not luck that i had saved my money at 19 and yeah, spending just, it all i was just gonna say yeah there's luck in preparation right right for sure um so that's how i got into it spent 11 years there from 94 to 05 um laboring there honing my mm-hmm. skill and you know uh call you said uh, the way i influence the industry and yes i think i've influenced the industry yeah. in numerous ways one being repairs um mm-hmm. there are numerous guys who have who are way beyond me right now uh bryce kelly uh you know the, the guy's just doing mm-hmm. insane work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um bryce and i worked on the door of this truck that i'm sitting in we tag deemed it and at that time i thought you know what bryce and i are very very close skill wise <laughs> yeah it ain't it ain't that way no more then uh, th- that was only three years ago i think yeah bryce has turned it up yeah, he's turned I it mean, up it's, it's ridiculous yeah but i was afforded the opportunity at that plant um so i had a paint shop to fall back on <laughs> they would right, right yeah so you, you were able, yeah. you were able to make mistakes let's as many as i wanted to <laughs> and i was also I able to is I was also able to sit on a car as long as I wanted to you're within hourly, reason, right? I mean, you're making hourly, yeah, yeah. um, different. And so they won't, 
they won't replace quarter panels or roofs or mm-hmm. rails on those cars. So I was working on this finished car at the very end of the line. If I couldn't fix it, you're talking about 70 grand. Well, the plant, actually their costs were more around 30 grand yeah, yeah. down the drain. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they would let me sit there for two days. And so I got to practice a lot and learn stuff that t- the typical tech doesn't learn. So I, I have, over the years, I've gotten a lot of credit for doing some ugly, nasty repairs mm. and being above grade. But honestly, yeah, I mean, I am good at what I do, but yeah. honestly, I, I was in a position where I could screw up, learn, hone, and not worry about spend the time. dollars yeah. you had a backup yeah. there, you know, save. You got to save it because it's thirty grand. If you don't, correct, we're gonna we're yeah. gonna smash the car into a little box, correct, in the, in the trash. Um, yeah, so that's that's how you got a PDR. Eventually, for the guys that don't know, I'm, I'm, there's a lot of people that are listening that obviously followed you, and then some that may not even know the PDR college podcast. Cause they're newer a year or two into the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but you ended up leaving and starting your own business. Um, we'll, we'll make that one sentence, even though it was, I'm sure a very large <laughs> influential thing in your life. And I've heard a lot about it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll just, I'll just say that's scary. That was, yeah. that, that's the yeah. best word to describe it. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit. It is scary. How do you do it anyways, even though it's scary? That's a, that's always a fun question. Yeah, so you're asking me that question. This is going to be a terrible answer. I woke up one morning. I was doing this on the side, doing PDR on the side. Outside uh, of the plant also. Correct, yes. I mean, I was working 10 to 12 hours a day there. I would run to body shops. They would stay open or leave me the keys or whatever. I had two used car lots that I did. Yeah. Volkswagen, Audi, and I did one more. I can't remember what it was, but Mm. I mean, I was just running myself ragged. And I was making nearly as much a week doing pdr as i was in the plant but you're talking about <laughs> benefits you're talking about benefits too you know um yeah but you're talking how many hours were you spending doing that 10 a week versus 50 at the plant at least yeah at least so it's at least, it's, at least 10 a week yeah. yeah um but i woke up one morning had not discussed it with my wife had no there had been zero discussion really i, I woke up i sat on the end of the bed and I remember this. Actually. She woke up and she's she like, kind of rubbed my back. And she's like, are you okay? And I said, can't do it anymore. You can't do what? I said, I can't go in that place anymore. This is my last week. And she just kind of like sat there for five seconds. She said, okay. And that was it. Um, More power to she her. She didn't dude. complain. Jeez. She's a good girl. Yeah. She's I way out kicked my coverage on that one. Uh, <laughs> no, no doubt. Um, gorgeous, 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 the gorgeousest woman. Caring, doesn't uh, doesn't complain about anything much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's uh, she's a unicorn for sure. It worked out so, though. It worked out. Let's just say. Yeah, that. yeah. Um, now, I'll tell you this: the last day walking down that big hill, I went. What did I just, I just threw away $75,000 a year and uh, full benefits. And I swear that thought didn't even get out of my mind. And my phone rang from one of my body shops and it was kind of a sign. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. You know what? It's, it's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be 75 grand. How, how massively influential that was at, at the time in your life. And now, now um looking back man could have could have been making 86 by now man jeez if you'd have said exactly, yeah <laughs> uh, i would not be alive I, yeah. I would have, yeah. well 
I may have probably killed someone, so I'd probably be in prison. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe yourself or somebody else. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. left. Um, what time? What, what year did you leave again? And start your business. Two thousand five. Okay. Two thousand five. Um, how did you and Keith meet? And then how did what prompted you guys to start doing something together? And then why a podcast? If I could combine all three of those questions into one. Okay. Uh, short answer: Dording.com. Corey, okay. I don't know if you were aware of that. I remember very, very back end of it. I know what it was, but I was not a part of it really. So we get on there uh, and it was kind of the Facebook of the time. Yeah, that's what it was. And um, a lot of political discussion. It was just like Facebook, honestly. (laughs) There was a political, there was actually a political forum on there. Um, Keith stayed out of that. You know that, you know how Keith Mm -hmm. is. Um, He stayed out of that. But, um, you know, you would post repairs, videos. Yeah before and after pictures and stuff. And uh, Keith had that crazy sense of humor, uh, you know, him and Sal Contreras going back and forth with Reflect Tree. Um, <laughs> it, it was, a tr- Sal was talking about, you know, natural reflection is the only way yeah, 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 to finish yeah. a dent. Yeah, sure. And Keith just pulled a tree up on his iPad, holds it in front and he says, my new app called Reflect Tree. I mean, stuff like that went back and forth. I'm like, this dude is hilarious. Yeah. Well, I start posting some videos of some befores and afters. And I had a wall clock, just a, uh, an analog battery power clock on the wall of my first shop. And so I'd do a, I'd start with my cell phone. I'd do a pan over before and I'd show the clock on the wall. I'd do the repair. I'd come back down and then I'd show the time. Keith didn't believe it. He thought I was doctoring the clock. Just going back there and changing the dial. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, I didn't, you know, I just come back with, you know, how I am. I was yeah. just like, okay, whatever. I think whatever you so, want. But then after about the, uh, after about the fourth or fifth time of him trying to call me out on it, I used my little, uh, it wasn't an iPad at the time. It was an Asus. But yeah. anyway, I showed the time on it and he was like, oh, holy crap. You're really doing those repairs that quick. And, uh, so we kind of became friends then. And then he Show came to my blending ways. seminar. Yeah, we came to a blending seminar in 2012, I believe it is. Maybe mm-hmm. it was 2010. 2011, I didn't make it because of my dad passing. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, he comes to my blending seminar, and he's standing in the back with two of his guys. He's got his arms just crossed. Like, and he's there the entire time. And I had not met him in person. And I'd only seen his picture yeah, yeah. a couple of times on DoorDings. So anyway... He walks up and sticks his hand out kind of gruffly and says, I'm Keith. And I'm like, holy crap, man, it's nice to meet you. And he introduced me to his two guys. And uh, he said, still don't believe it, you know. And I said, well, let's go out to your rental car. Let's pop a palm-sized den in your uh, minivan, and I'll show you in person. So I did it, got done. I actually put made the thing too big and deep with my palm. and <laughs> But it blended out to where – Yeah. 90 percent the idea yeah yeah he was like oh okay i think it does work and dude since then we've been like yeah like brothers basically Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um the podcast started from in 13 so we were friends for a couple years uh and then in 13 he uh uh, when i won the dental olympics he immediately says you know you've got to make your own hammer now yeah i'm like yeah, I know. And then he starts talking about wanting to uh, give out information, you know. And so uh, I said, well, why don't you and I team up? 
it's not exactly how it went, but I remember me saying, okay, you want to sell information, you want to give out information, why don't you and I team up? Mm -hmm. And it was more selling at that point, but then he's like, you know what? Before we can sell, we got to make people believe us. Let's do this podcast. So that's that was the genesis of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. The smart though, um, the value value first obviously is important. Always has correct. been. Yes. Not everybody yeah. knows that though. <laughs> Not everybody does it that way. <laughs> For sure. For sure. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, a yeah, good run. Now. Couple, I don't know how hundred some odd podcasts. I, don't, I haven't looked in a while, but it was a lot. Oh, way over two hundred. Five years. Um, oh, way over two hundred. Okay. Yeah, uh, I don't remember exactly how yeah. many. Yeah, but um, we still put them out. We still put them out every now and then, yeah. and about <laughs> once every three that we put out, we say, "Hey, we're back," and then <laughs> and then we're not back. <laughs> then we're not back. So. So uh, we're okay. not liars. We have good intentions. Yeah. But, you know. So what's up with that then? Because people are probably curious. I am. And so I'm sure others are. Because um, Keith, Keith and I did a podcast together. I don't know if you if you you saw that, but that was an interesting one because Keith and yes. I are obviously direct competitors in, in our yeah. market. And yeah. it was I think it was a good podcast. I had a lot of people reach out to me saying um, that they liked that one because that's how that's how business should be. That's how PDR should be. You should at least have a healthy respect for, for your competitor. Um, you should be marketing to try to win and selling to try to win, but never talking shit on them. And it's, it's a healthy respect. I hope, I hope, and I think it goes both ways. So, but anyways, he came on the podcast and said, yeah, I, I can, yeah. I can, I can promise you it does. Okay. <laughs> it, it, goes, it goes both ways. Uh, Keith likes you a lot. Yeah, I tried I've been trying to talk him out of liking you. But. Yeah, that's that's probably smart. <laughs> no, I, I, so I've never admission here. I've never actually listened to your podcast, but I do watch your uh, stories. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So I, I see you in your backyard sometimes with your laptop. Yeah. You know, yeah, uh, just different stuff. A lot of the uh, life, just like what's going on in your life, is the stuff that I kind of more dig. Yeah. Gotta be honest with you, that there's so much information out there in PDR right now. Uh, maybe this is a little bit of bitterness coming out of me because we started the first podcast. Yeah, I'm not bitter towards you, I'm not bitter towards that, but Let's I'm sitting it. here, I'm going, Man, it's uh, uh, we really kind of kicked this thing off, yeah, and now it's taken yeah. off, you know, and other people are doing it. Um, and that's fantastic, but I'm, I'm going in a circle here. It that's gets to the point where I, I'm getting really <laughs> sick of the rah rah. Mm -hmm. you know, that type of stuff. You know what I mean? Um, and there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just not geared towards that. You know Can what I mean? Find a raw raw. Um, motivational. Mm -hmm. You're a beast. You can kill it. You mm -hmm. can. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just when that's the focus, the complete focus of everything. You're not that way. I, I see other stuff from you. It there's there's actual with you on your stories anyway. I don't know about podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Watch it or listen to it. Uh, with the sort with on your Facebook stories, there's actual, actual actionable points mm -hmm. to be taken away. Does that make sense? Yeah. Instead of hype, your your hype and rah rah. Yeah. I, that stuff does nothing. It, oddly, it used to do something for me. It would get me jacked up, but I figured out it yeah. would jack me up for about thirty minutes, and then reality sets in. And then oh, now, what do I do? Yeah. You know, uh, all it did was make me feel good. Mm -hmm. Give me some actionable steps. And I believe, um, again, at least on your, uh, on the stories that I've yeah. seen, you've given actionable steps to I, take. I, I think, I think there's a, I think there's a place for both. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. there's a reason why 
football teams before they run out into the field get get themselves jacked up but you still got to go take action you can't just do that and then yeah and then not take it onto the field so there is a place for both i mean i think i would do a little bit of that but i try to make it actionable too because i think requires. i think getting yourself in a good state of mind or your body in a good state before you're going to do something important is good but you still got to take the action you still got to do the hard stuff you still got to move toward like away like even though it was scary leaving the plant you still got to do that stuff you can't just go to a ovens event and have him be like be an entrepreneur and then you're like yeah and then you just go back to the fucking plant and do this and then yeah you you're good because you don't know what to freaking do because he jacked you up yeah so here's the here's the difference here's the the, i'm gonna call you i'm gonna call you out a little bit on the on the football thing so those guys get jacked up i'm not calling you out really but those guys get jacked up a lot of times it's a head coach you know my football team is Clemson, uh, and Dabo yeah. Swinney. He can talk to you, and you'll be ready to uh, 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 to uh, charge hell with a water pistol. Go beat some you people, know, yeah, yeah. But yeah. he's also a great coach. Yes, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. there are actionable steps behind it. What yeah. I'm tired of the raw raw is great. Give me the raw raw up front. Yeah. Give me the beginning where you're like, look, you can do this. This is why you can do this. Now I'm going to show you how to do it. Yeah. So that's in the game because they say in football. You can get as a lot of players say it all the time. It's become like a cliche is none of that matters. Once you get hit in the mouth one time, yeah, the Mark Tyson quote. single yeah. bit of that matter. Mm-hmm. Is that a Tyson quote? Okay. Yeah. I think okay. Tyson well, said like, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. Yeah. 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 Something like yeah. that, and <laughs> which is true. They've kind of, they've kind of morphed that now into the whole raw, raw thing, getting mm-hmm. jacked up a lot of the, uh, I've heard several football players say it. So, yeah. yeah, emotion means nothing after you get hit in the face one time. Yeah. And, it, and that's where I'm at. You know what yeah. I mean? To take so, the analogy uh, further, you guys, like during practice, you know, Sweeney's not going to be like that. It's going to be like, here's the plan, here's the execution, put in the reps do all this. But when you go do the, the, the hard thing, whether it's in business, whether it's walking into a dealership, right. Cause it could be as small as that or trying to land a multi-million dollar deal from a BMW plant, right. That I know you've had some experience in those situations, like getting mainly failures. I said experiences. <laughs> Failure is an experience. Doesn't it feel good, but but sure. getting yourself excited and jacked up before you do those things is okay. But if you don't have that preparation, if you don't have the work put in beforehand, it doesn't fucking matter. It just doesn't matter. You yeah. can get yourself jacked up. You're gonna fail, right? Yeah. So, yeah. but I, I mean, appreciate you saying you that. can say honestly, you can say those BMW deals. I lost more than I got. Uh, well. So if you're talking talking all the little things that yeah. I, all the little um, a little too big Either jobs way. that I got yeah they, they yeah they made me a ton of money yeah but the big ones where I mean I, I legit legit my thirty percent um, we're talking in the tens of millions that I lost yeah. to another company mm-hmm. and I just couldn't compete for it and I I could not compete on dollars or was there a so mindset big. thing there or what was. Mm. Well, okay, so it's both. Uh, I will readily admit it's a mindset thing. I am a little too tech-centric. I'm not going to say I, I could find 150 techs to come work, but, uh, I mean, there were two of the deals that I lost that the other company, from what I understand, basically told the techs that work for them all the time, you don't come do this, you're not working for us again. Mm-hmm. The money was that bad. And you could you have know, done that, but you weren't at will. have done that? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean – hindsight maybe i should have and everybody be calling me a prick right now 
but I'd be a rich prick. You know what I mean? Um, that, but I'm way too tech centric to do that. Um, and that's not the best business mindset to have. I don't think I need to tell you that, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to change. I, I treat people the way I want to be treated. You know, yeah. I pay my techs at home very well. Uh, that's why they stay with me. Mm -hmm. Um, a little too well, just to be honest. Um, and in case they're listening. It, yeah, they're, they're not. Uh, even, well, one of them may be, one of them may be, one of them may. <laughs> um, but, you know, and, and even when they get stuck on something, which happens a good bit with, uh, with each yeah. of them, uh, some, a couple of them more than others. But anyway, whenever they get stuck on something, I'll jump in and I'll spend an hour, two hours. Mm. And I won't, I won't take anything but my normal cut of that. Yeah. I'm just way, I, I mean, I'm, I'm way overboard with helping and helping people. The podcast I think shows that. Yeah. Yeah. For um, sure you know, hundreds of hours of free content. Yes, we made money at the seminars. Selling some uh, tools or whatever. Selling some tools. Yeah. So. But there, there should be, I mean, let's, let's not, I mean, people should know that it's value first, like Keith said, uh, bring the value into, into the process first, but there's, there's a strategy to it and there should be in business, right? And you sold some tools. He sold, Keith sold some tabs, um, it was a platform for you to be able to sell the advanced skills seminar. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? There's no, right. there isn't anything yeah. wrong with that. That's how business works. Um, it was no pressure sales. I just go sign up. Here's the link, do it or don't, you know, it is what it is. And yeah. if not, keep listening to the free podcast. Um, yeah. how did you, how did doing what you did for the industry and in the podcast advanced skills seminar, um, really teaching blending as far as I'm concerned, you know, taught me that. I'm sure a lot of other people, how did doing that for the industry change your life or change the perspective on your end? Um, well, the podcast changed my perspective more than anything. When you, so, okay, you know what? We need to step back about the genesis of the podcast. Yeah, um, okay. One key important piece that I'm left out of this was and Keith has backed up on this, but it's funny. This was the thing that really got us going on uh, the information, uh, disseminating information through the podcast. Was a discussion he had when I was traveling. I, he said, "What are you?" He calls me. "What are you doing?" Um, going to, I don't remember where I was going to do hell. Why are you chasing hell? Because I can make more money chasing hell, and I've got two techs at home. They're, you know, we're a little slow. Da 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 da. And, you know, Keith's famous head trash. He goes, dude, that's head trash. Yeah. And I'm like, so I'm like, look, Sacramento's a different market. You're way bigger, more rich people. He goes, well, how much does an AMG 55 cost in Greenville? And the only answer I could possibly give him was the same as it costs in Sacramento. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had a little bit of a discussion back and forth. He's like, dude, they're there. You just got to find them. And it changed me. And I didn't chase for quite a while after that, honestly. Yeah, sure. Um, and I'm, I'm back chasing now. Uh, I like the money, just to be honest. You can, mm. If you're good and quick like I am, you could yeah. seriously knock down some serious stuff. Yeah. And my kids are grown, you know, as you mentioned earlier. Different. Yeah, a little different. Daughter is out of the house, um, living four hours away, and my son just graduated last week. Um, so he doesn't really want to have a whole lot to do with that. He's got a life. He knows it. He's a great kid. He's got a girlfriend. Yeah. He loves me to death. We go fishing, but yeah. I'm not the priority of his yeah. life. At yeah, this that's point. okay. <laughs> it's um, supposed to be that one point, right? Yeah, it sucks, but it's supposed yeah, to be that I, way. But I can see that. That was kind of the beginning. So, 
to step back into your question, yeah, yeah. Um, Keith and I, Keith is really teaching this as I'm learning in the beginning of the podcast and I'm only reinforcing his ideas by mm -hmm. sharing me putting those actions into place, mm -hmm. you know, and how it's working and up my prices dramatically um, and, you know, different marketing and, uh, you know, capturing different markets. But Keith would go back. We we actually said it on the last podcast. He said, you know, if I could go back, we would probably change that statement. Sacramento was completely different than Greenville. I was like, I've been freaking trying to tell you that for yeah. like 15 years now, dude. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I mean, there just is more more people with money out there, period. It's, that's the bottom line. Yeah, and you if, know, you can, if you drive two hours west, it's even better, you know. Correct. Or and, LA or yeah. San Diego. Yeah, they're they're different markets. Yeah. 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 And you have all those markets. We've got Atlanta three hours away. Yeah. Um, Charlotte, different an hour market. and a half yeah. away. Different market. Greenville's so just down not to, a massive market. How much does an AMG fifty five cost in Greenville? The same price, but how many are there in Greenville versus how, how many? many are sold? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I brought that up to him. I was like, We get, you sell like a hundred a month there. We sell three. Yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. dude they're there you just gotta find them yeah. and i agreed with him and i still agree with him to a point and uh he didn't he didn't completely back up on his statement the last mm. podcast but he yeah, said you know fully. there are differences in markets period you, you're not going to make you're not going to find enough people to fix dents in pumpkin town south carolina population three or six yeah they're, it's, they're not there you know what i'm saying so yeah or population um, of five thousand or ten i mean it's it is different right. sacramento's two million it people um, it is different so yeah no that's that's a big city uh greenville is 200 something thousand county mm -hmm. yeah you know it's that's a massive difference it's yeah. a massive difference mm -hmm. no, um but uh that's how it changed my life was yeah learning from him and learning myself and, and teaching myself. When you go to teach something, you better know what the flip you're talking about. And I was teaching this stuff along with Keith, you know, yeah. and more of it was experiences that I was having, which I think gave a unique perspective. Keith it had already did. experienced it and I was going through it. At the time, it did. Yeah. You know? if, learning at time. Even still though, even, even if you have the knowledge, like you said, you got to be able to back it up with knowledge. Even if you have that, it's still difficult to share Cause I've found that too. I mean, I, I know I have knowledge in business and how to run a business and grow it and, and things like that, but it's even still, it's still hard to share it. You can call it an imposter syndrome or whatever you want to label it. Um, how do you do that even, or did you have never, you guys never have a problem with that? I don't know, but I, I know there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of knowledge on a particular part of business or how to fix dents or how to run a business or how to run a hailstorm or open up a shop or something. How do you, if you feel like you have an influence, how do you go do that in the industry? <laughs> how do you feel okay enough to be like, I know how to do this. You can learn from me. Cause I've, yeah. Um, well, I'm going to pull a Keith on you and tell you that's all head trash. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I it mean, is. it is. Um, so a story from that, uh, a gentleman, uh, Kent, I'm just, his name is Kent, not, not your Kent out there. Another Kent yeah. comes to our first seminar. Um, and he's a really soft-spoken, really meek, super nice guy. Yeah. I know. I've, I've and as Kent several times. At the end of the seminar, he says, we had put a crease in the door of a minivan that we rented, I believe. And um, 
he said, hey, can I can I fix that? We ran out of time to fix it. And I was like, well, we got to fix that dent before it turned in. He's like, can, can I fix that? And I was like, heck yeah, go ahead, man. And he fixes it. And I go out and he says, can you come look at this for me and tell me how I'm doing? Dude, freaking nailed it. I mean, it was, he says, does that look okay? And I mean, you could tell there was a little, um, and, yeah. and I, and I was being, if, if, if I'm one thing, I am dead honest, dude, like with hell, you've heard me on the podcast. I'm a chameleon. Mm-hmm. I can do the wholesale thing and hack on. I, I find the level and that's the level I'm going to be at. If it's perfection, I'll do perfection. <laughs> if it's 70% mm-hmm. and that's what they want and that's what you're getting paid for. I'll find that. And so I was dead honest with Ken. I said, Ken, this is as good as I get retail. Can you get it a tiny bit better? Yeah, if you spend another half hour on it, but why? No one in their right mind can see this. Mm. If And I told him, I said, if I'm going to do this for one of my videos that I post online, yes, I would work on it a tiny bit more because I'm going to pan over it and everything. I was like, Kent, you did that. You did it in a really good time. Mm. And he messaged us later. The boost in confidence that he got from that, it changed his business. You know, changed his mindset. It was head trash. He yeah. didn't think he was good enough. Uh, you can transfer that to anything in life. Really. Sure. You know, whether that's you with feeling like you're worthy of disseminating information, you're really, uh, with the stories that I've watched, you're really, uh, you, you come across well, uh, way better than average, um, probably better than me. Um, but one thing, it, it, it's just confidence mm. probably with you, if anything. Um, it's all, yeah, it's, that's what it comes uh, down with to. With me, that's one thing that I've never had a problem with. Mm-hmm. Well, I take that back. Once, it was actually PDR that gave me confidence. In, in that plant, I was the freaking man. I mean, everyone knew me. If a problem happened, they came to Shane. Give Shane you know, um, the The whole the Shane Jacks thing, yeah. that started with one of the guys that I trained. He called me uh, the Shane and he was the anti Shane and he was, he had, he's, he's a funny guy. He admitted, he was like, yeah, he said, I, I, I'm good, but I'm not Shane, mm-hmm. you know? And so the stuff would come to me and that really gave me a huge confidence boost in my life because I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm actually really good at this. And it just transferred over to every, and since then I have had zero problems with being confident, even after I lost my hair, it doesn't bother me a bit. Um, well, the, fact I, that I I it, the fact that I mentioned that, can I challenge that I you on that? Shows you that I care. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. So, with the confidence thing, did you did you like when Keith said, "No, you can sell dent repair for one hundred and fifty or one hundred and twenty-five bucks at a one-inch dent"? Mm-hmm. Did you fully have confidence in that right off the bat, or did that take time too? Um, that's a good question. Um, even though you were a fantastic, so that's even though yes. So that was. Uh, no, I didn't have confidence in that. Uh, I guess you could say I didn't have confidence in my selling, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and in the dent repair. But it didn't. But not right. Yeah. yeah, I. it was more head trash than anything. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. was less about, it was less about me being able to sell it, I believe. It's hard to really think back to that yeah. point. Yeah, um, that was a long time ago. I think it was less about me being able to sell it, more about what the market would bear. Yeah. To be sure. honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I literally know guys that are, will do dance for $20. Yeah. And being scared to we retail. Yeah. Retail, you know? Um, so I, I defined dent repair for, for guys. Cause I ended up, as I started my podcast and started creating some influence and helping people, I realized that I'm more catered to the, the newer technician. 
whether that's because of my age or because of the way that I talk or whatever, but that's who I was attracting. And so basically I, I said to have a legitimate PDR business is to set the, uh, the customer's expectation and then deliver on, on the expectation. So if you're at a wholesale or if you're at a rock lot or, or pay, buy here, pay here, whatever you call it, and their expectation is 50%, make sure you're on the same page with that. Give them that, charge them accordingly, which is probably not a lot, but it's accordingly to what you're giving them. And that's a legitimate business. It may not be the epitome of PDR or what you want to do in PDR, but sometimes you got to start there. And so I was able to define it that For way sure. with an expectation, deliver on the expectation. And that, that counts as a PDR business. Just don't For sure. say, um, make it perfect and deliver 50%. That, that doesn't work. <laughs> right. Um, and to, again, I always equate things to something mm -hmm. else. Yeah. Um, I guarantee you 100% that the burger joint in Sacramento, that is the best burger joint in Sacramento, handcrafted, hand padded, yeah. seasoned to perfection, yeah. fresh, homemade buns would every give, morning, would give anything to have the income at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, there, there's a market. Yeah. Don't uh, for the newer techs that are listening, if there's a lot of them out there that, mm -hmm. like you're saying, yeah. look, if you're building that and it's, uh, I'll tell you, it's sometimes it's a lot easier and you can make more money that way at times. Um, you know, it, don't feel bad that if that's your market, that's your, if that's your niche, not market, mm -hmm. if that's your niche. Uh, like I said, McDonald's is the worst hamburger you could ever put in your mouth. But holy yeah. crap, their earnings are out the roof. Yeah. used to be anyway. And uh, it, it, I believe it, they've suffered a bit. But. You don't have to be that forever, though, either. Especially no, if you're no, not no, good. No. Like, I'm not as good as Shane Jackson. I'm not as good as Bryce Kelly. I'm not as good as the other three techs in my area. What am I supposed to do? you're supposed to use the ability that you have and go to those places that Shane Jackson, the other people aren't going to because they're doing it. Well, yes and no. Uh, Keith said something when one of the first podcasts that has stuck with me and I've repeated it numerous times, one-on-one -on -one to people. Um, I, I mean like 10, 15 times a year, yeah. you give me an average tech that is relatable to people and can sell and he will out earn yes. the best techs. hundred percent. So, yeah. Uh, and so you don't have to be the best tech. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's all about, uh, have you ever read the book uh, Blink? Yes. Or listen to the book Blink? Yes. So a yep. lot of that, you know, With, doctors uh, that get sued. There's, I can't think of his name. I can't think of his name either. Um, I'm re-listening to it again right now. And yeah, doctors same, same that are book sued. 10,000 hours and, or the same idea, the 10,000 hours guy. Uh, doctors get sued the entire, they, I'm not going to go through it all. The entire indicator of a doctor getting sued was his tone of voice. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that Period. Way. That's it. Malcolm, Malcolm like, Gladwell. Holy, Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. Malcolm Gladwell. That's right. Did you look that up or did it come to you? I looked it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm young, but I'm getting older. <laughs> I can't remember. It's a, fan it's a fantastic book about uh, what they yeah. call uh, uh, thin slicing people immediately yeah. knowing where they're coming all from. Malcolm Gladwell's books, I think, are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've yeah. actually had to do a lot of people. So like what you did with Kent at the, at the first, um, at one of the meetups or whatever I've had to, I think the folk, I think the thing that frustrated me most is that the focus ended up or is still, like you just said, not the best technician, but the best salesman, you'll beat the best technician every time. I agree with you. And I'm not the best technician 
in maybe even our area, but I'm good at sales and I have a successful business. Um, but that's true. But also it's true that almost everything that's available in this industry to learn is all about becoming a better technician and not becoming a better. That's why you guys had so much success on the PDR college podcast. Yep. Basically. Yep. That's um, it. That is, that is 100%. It. That's the reason. I mean, and that's the yeah, niche I'm yeah. trying to fill is that like, let's put some more focus on becoming a better businessman, running a business, marketing, selling SEO, high dollar, like all the other things, all the soft skills that you don't have. Like all these guys that are going to PDR training two years ago or last year, you basically say, I want to, I want to get into PDR. Cool. What do you do? Start Googling, right? You find dent trainer, real world PDR, all the other trainers that are out there, guys in my area, LA, all over the place, right? Go to PDR training, learn how to teach yourself to push a dent because you don't actually learn how to fix a dent. Let's just be honest, not when you're done, right? So you learn how to teach yourself to do it over the next six months and that's it. And then it's like, how do you start a business? What do you And then do? you're kicked out into the real world yeah. with no business sense because you've never ran one before. Right. Um, most, most of the time, yeah. yeah. Most, yeah. most of the time. And yeah, you're trying I mean, to take on kind of two insanely difficult things. One, learning the art and skill of PDR, which is arguably one of the hardest skills to learn. Um, most people that have learned it would agree with that. And then also entrepreneurship, <laughs> another insanely difficult thing to learn that has that a hard. massively high failure rate <laughs> and do both at the same both, time. No problem. And do both at the same time. I'm sorry. I'm plugging my phone. I see I'm down to 10%. I, I thought we were going to make it, but there we go. I think we're good now. Yeah. So um, taking on both but, those things simultaneously and trying to find success. And we wonder why the failure rate of PDR technicians is so high. It's so high. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it, it's hard to focus on both at the same time. Yeah. Extremely hard. You've got to be a special individual. Mm-hmm. That's why the, the whole plant thing set me up. Yeah. So all I had to do once I left was learn the business side of things and um, still learning, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's, uh, if you stop learning, you stop growing a lot of the old hats in the business. Um, the Den Olympics is one of them. There's one guy, I'm not going to name him. He knows who he is. And most everybody else knows who he is. Uh, on Dordine, ad nauseum, he would talk about blending and how it didn't work. Um, and he would bl- blast me for it. I'm like, okay, whatever, dude. Mm-hmm. And so he was one of the judges for the Den Olympics. And he walks up to me and says, it was unanimous. Yours was the best. And I went, really? <clears throat> you, you voted mine unanimous. He said, yeah. And he's smiling, and I said, "And uh, I said, you know what I used on that entire repair, right?" He goes, "What?" I said, "I used one to, one tool and my blending hammer." And he, "Well, you're the only person in the world that can do it." I'm like, "Are you? Are you that?" Just so slight, that just slightly changes limiting belief just a little bit. <laughs> to, okay, Correct. you can do that, it <laughs> exactly. And that, and I'm like, "Well, what about the guy that trained me out of there, the German?" Yeah. Well, I've never seen anybody else that can do it. Yeah. Da, 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 you know, and. Um, I do take credit for the whole blending revolution thing. It, it, yes. I mean, other guys were doing it for sure. Um, yeah, actually you showing it being it. done. Yeah, it. Yes. Yeah. Actually showing it being done. So I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of guys that can blend and they could blend before I came around, showed them. Yeah, sure. but nobody ever showed it, you know? So, I, yeah. but I, I've also seen my fair share, probably more like 75% that think they're blending. It's making it, okay. make Ta- it a wider technically, 
technically they are blending technically but um that's also fixing a dent when it's mashed up yes you're technically repairing that dent, but it's not right when you're done with it you know yeah. so um but uh yeah so the teaching of blending hasn't changed uh the, the podcast has changed my mm-hmm. view going to your original question yeah. Yeah. Uh, has changed my life and how I operate and everything. Um, teaching a blending. I just enjoy teaching people. Uh, yeah. Just uh, a few weeks ago, I was put with a guy uh, to do hail and uh, he was been doing hail for a long time. And I showed him a handful of things. And I explain. I think one of my gifts is explaining things really well in real, in real, real life terms. Yeah. And, and he goes, well, everybody's told me that I needed to do that, but they didn't tell me why. Mm-hmm. you know and how can they not tell you why you know and uh he goes okay now it makes sense so i'll start doing it you know and hopefully that's going to change his career over the course of the next few years if yeah. he if he retains it you know um so but i just enjoy teaching people. i guess that's how it has changed teaching a blending i enjoy teaching people. yeah you i did know, a podcast uh, i did a podcast a couple weeks ago about um confident we just talked a lot about confidence having confidence it's necessary to have it so that you can sell so that you can influence the industry so that you can look a customer in the eye and say yeah it's 400 something bucks i'll be here for 30 minutes you got to have confidence to do all that stuff but on the other side of that like this judge you're talking about and other people you have that has to be balanced out with humility to be able to actually learn in new information right if you're Correct. the best yeah. guy, and I think that's why Bryce Kelly is such a an, a, an attractive character and a person because he's so confident in what he does, but he's also humble in the fact that he's always trying to learn more and more information. So, yeah. um, and that's what I would say is the combination. I, I the podcast I titled it to be, I, "We Need More Hacks in the Industry." H A C K, humble and confident makes K's or dollars. Is my I love analogies, so I just make I just think of this shit while I'm fixing dents. Yeah, but um, that's what you need is you need to have the confidence to be able to do that, but also the humility to learn to to look at chain blending and be like, huh, I don't know how to blend. I did I had zero clue of blending when I watched your videos. None. Then no, actually, I take that back. I had been blending kind of with a hammer and tapper in a way like tapping down crowns to make the lows come up technically right but it works way different than with just straight you know it does it does yeah yeah. and i learned that from you but that's the thing like i was confident like i was fixing dance i was making people happy like every single day so there's two ways i can go i'd be like that's stupid why do i need to learn blending or you can take that information be like i wonder if there's a if there's a way for me for this to help me right so having both of those things is so important if you want to grow a business and be successful and influence an industry and always get better is you got to have confidence, but you always, you've got to have humility too. the whole way, the whole way, even if you're yes. the best. Um, I was, I was that, I was the antithesis of that guy for a while on mm-hmm. Dordine. I'm looking at these repairs, and uh, these guys that are uh, touted as some of the best in the world. I'm like, yeah, I'm better than that. And I thought I knew everything. And then I don't remember what the exact moment was, but I went, you know what you're an idiot because you can learn as another i say it all the time i can learn from a one-year tech i can learn something from a six-month tech that i didn't know before maybe i mean for me to think that i'm the smartest guy out there and that i know everything is really really harmful for me harmful Um, that's the best word that's the best way to put it it is it is very harmful um and it, once I got rid of that mindset that I knew everything, mm. I grew 
way beyond where I was before, repair wise, sales wise, marketing wise. Because you're because you're everything. open to that's that. Yes, that's the that's the biggest that's the most difficult thing for me to get to have people uh, try to learn on how to run a business or join a mastermind group that we're putting together or something like that is people think think they don't need it. People think that they already figured everything out. Um, that's fine. Uh, if I if I've heard I'm doing okay with it this way at one time, I've heard it a million times. Mm-hmm. Okay, stay okay, stay that's okay. Fine yeah. by me. That's that's yeah. your choice. You yes, know. Sir. Um, those mil- multi-million dollar deals that I lost at BMW taught me a whole lot. Yeah, uh, <laughs> for sure. And it was a little bit of closed-mindedness that I lost one of them. Yeah, uh, it was, it was a cocky, confident. I've got this in the bag, and then one point five hours later, I lost it. And mm-hmm. uh, Keith was with me at that point. Actually, um, he was at the deal, and. We did what could have, would have, should have, you know, had I dropped my price by X amount, I would have had it and text would have made killer money. Mm -hmm. I was just trying to murder them, you know, Um, and I learned learned a lot. Only the confidence side, nothing on the, on the humility of the situation type of side of things. And that's right. Yeah. But I can tell it's different now. I mean, we started, like you said before, you know, I don't know about five or seven years ago, if you would have said, I'm not the best tech in the industry, but you started out the podcast saying that about Bryce Kelly and, and, and things like that. So you, I can tell from listening to the podcast X amount of years ago to now perspective on life is different. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's the journey. That's the journey of doing it. I mean, like things are always changing. You're in a plant, you go plant to the, to your own shop and then you meet Keith and you do that. You have a podcast, you influence the industry, you're create, you're making things up out of thin air, which I think is the coolest part about being an entrepreneur. You're like advanced skills seminar. Nothing never happened before. Let's create that. Let's do the blending seminar, all these types of things. Really cool. So transitioning different stages in, in life and business um, is something that you're always going to constantly do. And some people get stuck in ways and they can't change. And, and I've seen the way that you're doing things. I follow you on Facebook and see the little glimpses of for the last 10 years of what you do. And <clears throat> like we talked about different stage of life. Now kids are older. Business has seen some, some success. Um, you know, maybe you want more that obviously that's, we all, we all do, but successful business influence the industry. Kids have moved on a little bit. Stage of life is different. You're at back out chasing, um, decided to, you know, lift a few weights, I guess here and there apparently, um, which is really cool to see. Uh, how do you, how do you accept those transitions in life and try to be the best you can in that part that you're in now? If you can. Um, it's all about perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and my perspective has changed over the years. Um, my dad's death in 2011 mm-hmm. um, changed me in a bad way at, in, in some ways, mm-hmm. several ways, um, because of the way he died. Um, and it's, uh, I really focused on business for really, really, really stupid, hard. Um, then this story, I, I may have shared it on the podcast before. My daughter was like 12-ish, maybe. Maybe she was about 10 and my son was six. We go to Asheville, North Carolina. I rent a cabin. It's like $400 a night for three nights. I'm grumbling inside. This is too much money to be spent on a stupid cabin, blah, blah, blah. And I was saving money. I, I, I had the lack mindset. I was like, next year is going to be lean. Next year is going to be lean. Next year is going to be lean. 
and I just kept growing and I just never did get rid of that mindset. And we go to one of those little gem mining places where you get the bucket of sand that's mm-hmm. loaded with amethyst, yeah. rubies, crystals, all that stuff. Yeah. 18 bucks like for 80 to, rocks. It's like 80. It was like $80 <laughs> a bucket. These things were loaded. I mean, you get, you come away with like a gallon Ziploc bag full of stones. Right. And, um, we go through the first, uh, we go through the first two buckets between my, no, it was 40 a bucket. Sorry, but it was $80 for two buckets. Mm. 40 a bucket. We go through the first buckets, or the kids did in like five, 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And my daughter says, hey, daddy, can we do it again? And I'm not going to tell them no, but dude, the entire way up there to buy those second buckets, in my mind, I'm freaking stupid. <laughs> and on the way back, she's about halfway through the bucket and you've seen my daughter she's gorgeous back then she's just the most precious she's her daddy's girl that's mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. and she looks up at me and she said dad i'm about to tear up talking about it. yeah um she said daddy this is the best day of my life yeah. and i was like what a prick and i changed that day i changed since then my kids have seen stuff that most kids have never seen or never are going to see. I mean, a 10-day tour of California. We've been to exotic locations in the Caribbean. I mean, we I started spending money on vacations. <laughs> what some people make in a year, I'm spending on vacations every year for my kids so they can experience things. And I realized, you know, experiences mean more than money and more than things. And so that changed that was a that was a perspective change um still pushing hard in business my mom died last year um and in november she went through a very quick dementia it was only like a year and a half from any kind of science to death and um that's changed me a little bit i'm just you said yeah you want more success everybody does you know i'm this is terrible to say on a podcast about pushing hard. No, no. I'm kind of, I'm just, I'm okay with where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And um, over the last couple of years, I've taken a lot more time for myself. The guys run the shop for the most part. Um, I'm there for problems. Uh, I'm there pretty much every day. But, you know, when it's not crazy busy, one or two days a week, I'm not there. I'm spending mm-hmm. time with my family or I'm fly fishing or riding my mountain bike or something and um this whole fitness thing kind of started with keith he started it and uh i was like you know what i'm gonna do it with you i didn't think i could do it i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna see how shredded i can get uh, one of the guys that works with me was a state champion bodybuilder mm-hmm. so he helped me a good nice. bit um and i've just pushed myself extremely hard and um and I've done it. I didn't think I could. It was just, it was just a proof that I could. Honestly, yeah. Corey, I was yeah. like, "Can yeah. I do this?" I, that's what, sure. that's how that's what I figured. That's yeah. That's yeah. what I was seeing. In, in yeah. the in the, I mean, especially you making posts about it, it's probably weird for you to to do to yeah. About it. So the first post <laughs> was actually making fun of someone. To be honest with you. Um, but the, and, and I hesitated to post it and it was me actually doing an exercise and I I was making fun of someone that's throwing around heavy weight and they're not really throwing around heavy weight. And, um, 
it it was kind of poking at that person but the feedback oh my gosh it was dude what are you doing dude that's awesome hey man can you help me and i've gotten no less than 50 messages of people hey uh can you help me do this lose weight how are you in this good of shape Mm -hmm. how how are you doing this in your mid-40s blah 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 so the i've made a couple of other posts since then um it is pretty weird um i've only made i think three posts and i mean i'm just not gonna sit and throw something out there like i told you i hate that whole i hate that whole rah-rah thing and i don't want to become that guy you know but but but, uh, no doubt no doubt there is some pride there i'm like yes i've freaking done this yes there is a part of me that there's a part of that in the post yeah there's a part of me yeah yeah a part of it is that but Uh, a big 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 part of it is other people reaching out to dude as that is the theme of having influence in in, on people it's it's a weird balance between saying this showing the success that you've had in pdr in business at a hailstorm in the gym right because it's weird especially that and it's good the fact that you hesitate to make the post and the fact that I hesitate to talk about the business that we've built in Sacramento and how successful we've been is good because it's for other people. Like I, the reason I coach people and I, and I try to help people is because like I've been there and I felt like it wasn't, I couldn't do it. And then I did it. Thank you. I just got a shake brought to me. Nice. (laughs) Sorry. It'll be all protein. Um, uh, it is it is <laughs> it like a peanut butter chocolate with it's peanut sugar. butter banana there's yeah. a little more sugar in it than i'm used to having during yeah. the day but oh well that's what's up uh, the owner the owner brought it for me so i'm gonna amazing it. <laughs> um okay so like you're influencing people that way you're showing them what's possible you're showing that even though like you said i didn't think i could do it right i'm in my mid-40s i haven't worked out like this since I was 21, et cetera. Just like constantly showing yourself these things. So I'm doing right now, I'm doing 50 pull-ups a day, wide grip pull-ups a day right now. Cause I'm a little older. I'm 35. I'm not old. Some people are like, Oh, it's your, your young kid. Some people are like, yeah, you're, you're are old. Um, when perspective. I was, like I said, everything's about perspective. When I was 20. I used to be able to do 50 pull up, 50 wide grip pull-ups in a row. And then I used to hang weights between my legs, 25 pound weights and do 30 or 40 pull like that. I've been good at pull-ups. I have a strong back and I weigh almost yeah. nothing. I weigh like 155 pounds. I'm a small dude. Pull-ups are my thing, but now I can do like five. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to, sh- in a row, <laughs> in a row. I do 50, but it's a lot right. of sense. So I'm like right. proving to myself, I'm like, okay, for the month of June and July, if I have to, I'm going to get back to 50 pull-ups in a row. Just, just to see if I can, right? And just like constantly you showing can. yourself those things in life is important, especially as you get older, because you forget that, as humans, we are capable of doing literally anything we want, changing our perspective in a moment. Like you, you're the epiphany guy. Apparently you're like, wake up one day. You're like, I can't, I can't work in this plant anymore. <laughs> see, see your daughter's eyes yeah. one time, best day ever. You're like, I'm not going to be the jackass that won't spend $40, even though it takes you 20 seconds to make it on a bag of rock. You're like, it's a bag of rocks, but it's a bag of rocks. perspective of your daughter is like, it's freaking jewels like the rarest jewels in the world. Like I I've done that with my kids before. I understand that's, it's a yeah. frustrating thing, but it shouldn't be. 
Um, but you got the epiphany moments and those types of things. Like you're like, I, you're like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to get jacked and you go all in on it and you prove to yourself that you can. And maybe it's a reinvention of, of your life in another way. Maybe that's how, maybe this is how you can help people. Now you did it with blending. You did it with podcasting. You did it with all that. Now maybe it's like, if you got 50 people asking you, how do I lose weight? <laughs> maybe you teach. Yeah. Them. And he, he you know? actually has challenged me on that. I know. He I'm sure he has. He's like, he's like, I do do it. You know, I'm like, Fitness oh, coach, what's up? That means, that means, that means I've got to maintain it. <laughs> yeah. But you, um, yeah, but it's not like you don't want to. It, the, correct. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. it's well, just I mean, the challenge of doing so. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, in about, uh, about late mid August, I'm going to go back into a bulking phase and I'll get kind of fattish again. And then I'll do this again, Right. you know? Um, but it, uh, the part that I haven't, one of the big, big, big parts of this before I started the diet and, and the insanity at the gym, which I'm really not pushing that hard at the gym, to be honest with you. Um, well, can I, I, before, can I, are you pushing, you're pushing hard at the gym while you're there? Yes. Yes. But I mean, not I'm there not six hours a six, day. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm there 45 minutes, four times a week. But you're that. there though. You're working when you're there. Oh, you're not, I you're am not there. on your I phone. You're not. <laughs> you, you, I am working. Yeah. Um, but part of it, I went mountain biking for the first time in like, a year and I had to stop on a loop that I used to could do in about well my record was 34 minutes when I was mm-hmm. in my mid 30s yeah um I stopped seven times to catch my breath because and I went this is bull crap yeah and that big gash that I posted on my leg yeah, which yeah. is now a nasty scar it was that ride yeah and I I mean it's a really nasty scar it's mm-hmm. fantastic but anyway um I was I said, I can't, I know I'm, I'm 46, but no, this does not work. And so it was really like a week after that, the key thought about going on the diet and everything. And and, like, and I'm like, you know what, the less weight I have on me, the better I can ride. And I actually, not the last time I went, but two times on that trail, uh, two rides ago, I was within 15 seconds of my best time on that loop. <laughs> So I'm back to my mid thirties, basically riding the mountain bike. And that was really a big part of it. Yeah, for sure. So, how does, how does, cause people ask you, you have influence in the PDR space. I'm guessing a lot of the people that reach out to you were technicians or in the PDR yes. industry. I'm sure some fit friends and family too, but um, how does being in physical shape help the mental side of things, the business side of things, relationship with your wife side of things relationship with yourself side of things because i i think it's a big part of always focused on it's a massive it is a massive part i don't um, think people realize so that, honestly they don't so pushing hail um when i first storm i would get on whether it be a home or away i would have i would call them hail legs um that first week is uh your legs are just standing on that standing up all day without sitting down at all, mm-hmm. stepping up and down off that stool, achy, uh, losing this weight, getting down to where I'm at right now and being fit. I mean, I'm, I'm where I'm at with the diet that I'm on. People would say, I can't do that because I'd have no energy. Dude, I, I'm, I have way more energy now than I did before. I'm eating way less calories. I'm eating way cleaner. Uh, I'm way lighter, so I'm moving around better. I can mm. work longer, harder. 
I mean, yesterday I worked 12 hours. Men mental cl mental clarity, I'm guessing. Yeah, I was mental clarity. I, I'm sitting there, I, I pushed, I think I pushed, I think it was about 8,500 worth of hail yesterday. That's uh, uh, gross. Yeah, gross. Yeah. 8,500 worth, worth of hail in 12 hours. <clears throat> I left, I went to the hotel, I jumped in the pool to wash off. I'm going to body shop, the Bondo dust is flying everywhere. Um, jumped in the pool. For 30 minutes washed off by this time it's 8 30 um after i'd eaten a bite before i went to the gym i left the gym at 10 o'clock last night after lifting and running on the treadmill mm. got up at six o'clock this morning and i'm running just um you're good i'm fine good. i feel better than i ever have i feel better than i ever have uh my wife loves my abs so i gotta throw that one in there so, <laughs> You, you said marriage, so I had to throw that one. In. I, I mean, come on, you gotta. It's a, it, that's the one area that people can understand how it makes a difference, <laughs> but yeah, they don't understand sure. that it makes a difference in mental clarity, in stamina, and working, in honestly, in perspective of life. Like you feel better. I mean, honestly, that's the way I see it. Um, there have been times where I've been way less out of shape, and I've had people recently ask me, they're like you know, you, you run, you run PDR business. I still physically push dense. I have the podcast. I coach a bunch of people. I have a PDR launch pad. Gene and I start the 20 group. I do all these things. People are like, how, how do you do that? I'm like, I mean, I, I'm in shape. Like I work out, I eat really well. I pretty much eat salads every day for lunch. Um, I'm now, I fast now on Mondays because there's so many benefits to that. And I'm trying testing myself in that area. I'm always doing these things to improve my body so that I can make it do what I want to do in my mind. So I can do all of these things. Right. That's the answer. Yep. It's not, it's not much of a secret of, of, oh, of that. A big thing that I missed um, when I was, I was at two fifteen ish, two ten to two fifteen. Uh, yeah. I'm not fat. I'm probably sitting at like 25% body fat. I mean, I'm a big guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I carry a lot of muscle at all times, but yeah, it uh, getting down to where I'm at now, my wife, we both got these Apple watches, but that has changed my life. I'm freaking obsessed with the rings being close. Well, anyway, right, right here. Like, so am I. Yeah, they, man, I'm obsessed with it. And she Stupid. Gamifying life, night, though. Come on now. Yeah. It, he, one night she was like, I've got five minutes left to close my exercise ring. And I way went past mine. Yeah. Well, let's just walk up and down the drive. My driveway is like 150 feet long. Yeah. And so let's just walk up and down the driveway. So we're walking and then. So, dude, I haven't run in years because of the torn meniscus in my oh, knees. Okay. Yeah. And um, the right one was repaired, the left was still torn. Uh, I just, even uh, wading in a river doing uh, fly fishing would bother it and I would limp for days. Mm. Um, and it was just the pressure pushing sure, it. Sure. I, I don't know what it was. But anyway, um, we're walking up and down and I went, I just kind of sprinted up the driveway, a light sprint up the driveway. And she went, stop you're going to hurt yourself. And that made me feel like an old man that she told me that. And I'm like, screw this. So I started, I walked down and sprint the driveway's got an incline to it and sprint up it. I did it three times the first night. And I said, let's see how my knee is tomorrow. Yeah. Fine. Fine. Um, and I've done it since then. And then last night I jogged two miles on the treadmill. Had I done that 30 pounds, 35 pounds ago, I would not be okay, 35 pounds plus eating makes a big difference with inflammation in your knee and the way that your body reacts to that, all that stuff. That's a whole different yep. road. We could go down there if you've learned For a sure. lot of that stuff, sure. but super important. Um, so, you know, 
coach Shane here, the, the, uh, <laughs> the physical weight loss coach over here. Um, no, I think that's awesome though. I've, I've seen the changes just in a few posts that you've, that you've made. And I think it's awesome. And I, and I know just when I see that, I'm like, that's awesome. Cause I know it's affecting all other areas of life. And I've done a podcast specifically on why working out matters. It's not just, it for, does. It's, for it's not just for having biceps. Nope. It is not. It yeah, is not. That's cool too though. I mean, I'm not as, I'm not as strong as I was at two fifteens. Mm-hmm. You lose weight, you're going to lose some strength, yeah. but, um, so I, I can't push You're a thousand healthier. pounds anymore. I can't push a thousand pounds, three feet anymore, but I can push 500, 400 feet. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? <laughs> <laughs> Not literally. Don't, don't take that literally, yeah, but that's, um, that's, that's, you know, it's, I'm way better off, yeah. way better off. It, it took a, a, rod doesn't weigh that much. It, it took oh. a little side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it took a little side note, but I hope that all the guys that do listen to this that have said, like, I can't, lose weight i can't get fit it's not for me it's not possible i tried that a long time ago all that stuff um sometimes it takes someone that they look up to that they've learned all these other things from to say that uh they've done it so that people think that they're that it's possible like it takes kent to be like dude that's a that pdr repair is great i'd sell that all day sometimes it takes that from someone like you to like really spark that like okay maybe i can't do this shane did it i I could probably do it yeah it's When people say can't, I typically, if I'm, we're about to get a very loud thunderstorm here and uh, we're, you're not going to be able to hear me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it goes from, uh, a lot of times I'll say, uh, erase that word can't, but yeah. won't. Yeah. Because that's the but, simple fact. I'm doing this the last six weeks. It's been on the road with this diet and workout. And you can still and do it. Ain't it. Easy. Yeah. But you can still, still do it. You can still last do it. question that I love asking. I'd love to get your perspective on it before um, hopefully you get hailed on. But uh, <laughs> um, what does the future of PDR look like? Are we growing? Are we, are we dying? Are we are the cars uh, the what the cars made out of going to change? Are we going to take over a collision industry? What what, what? I mean, what are we? Lowering? Well, I, I, Keith and I have had a discussion for a long time. Everybody um, has this discussion. That's why I ask it. <laughs> before before Kiko started their uh, collision industry thing, I was trying to talk Keith into us doing that i was like look we're on a collision course no pun intended <laughs> or, i'm sorry pun pun intended yeah, we're pun on a intended, collision yeah. Course. yeah we're on a collision course with the body industry it's going to happen uh the two are going to mesh at some point and but we never pursued that and now chris is doing a great job with great that job um kiko's doing a great job with that um i just talked to chris 30 minutes we growing off the podcast oh did you yeah uh, are we growing are we shrinking um i think there is that's up to us. That's my answer. That's, um, I mean, as cars change, if they're going to carbon fiber and they're going autonomous, people are going to care less about their cars is what the out. I don't understand that just because the car drives itself. I don't care about it anymore. I, I'm not sure. about Unless that, it's a ride. Share. Said, Unless people don't. Correct. Care. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um, but <clears throat> I think it's up to us. We have not educated our customers. How many people do you still meet that don't know what PDR is? They don't know what the limitations are. <laughs> There you go. And they don't know what the limitations are. They go, oh, well, I see this one chewed up. It's terrible. This this body shop that I'm at right now, he trusts no one. His cousin has a body shop I was at before. I got sent down here because I'm relatable. There were other people in the shop, but I was chosen because I was relatable with other people. But I get down here, he's still very leery. Well, he's the one that just brought me this shake. I didn't ask him for it. The guy is, uh, I could probably move in with him, and I've been here a week and a half. 
I mean, he, you know what I mean? Because he says, oh, I've seen this done before. Kind of when I came in, he was kind of like, well, I've seen this done, but he's just like standoffish. But, but Tony says you're good, so we're going to try this out. Two cars in, he was like, holy crap. And that's our fault. And it's not my fault. And it's not your fault, Corey, for doing, because we're doing good repairs. Um, but it's our fault for not educating yep. the customers that it's possible to actually do good repairs. You know, yeah. um, it, so are we growing, shrinking? It's up to us, period. Unless cars completely change, and, and you know, that's that's my but that's my that's my agree, answer. Do you agree that we have a big opportunity to grow if we do it right? Like there's, there's room to, there's industry, there's room for this oh, industry yeah. to grow massively just for the pure fact of how many cars get fixed at a body shop that shouldn't be fixed at a body shop. That's one aspect Correct. of it. And then the other aspect, that is one aspect. how yes. many people don't even go to the body shop because they've been to the body shop and they don't want to spend that much money to fix a door ding or a three inch dent or whatever. There right. is massive amounts of opportunity if we play our cards right as an industry, as individual businesses, as whatever. Yes, Agreed. it's just we're such a niche industry mm-hmm. that uh, the marketing. If you were to if you were to say, okay, what's it going to take? It would, I'd say, okay, a, a fifty million dollar marketing campaign across America. So Super Bowl commercial, Super Bowl commercial. You know, ten of them. Um, you know, so everybody knows what paintless dent repair is and the limitations and the possibilities of paintless dent repair. Take limitations out of that. The possibilities yeah. of paintless dent repair, mm-hmm. but that's just not going to happen. We're too small of an industry, uh, and Dent Wizard Troy ain't going to spend that kind of money uh, to to do that. Uh, nor would we want them to because they'd be linked <clears throat> in to BDR. Um, but uh, there is massive potential for growth. Um, I've said it on one of the first podcasts: uh, the whole "I'm your damn dent guy" syndrome. Oh, we've got to get over that. Um, before we can educate people, um, because if you've got that mindset coming in, you're not going to educate anybody. You're if you think you know it all, and you, we went over that a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. and you think you have all the answers, then then you're not going to give away any answers. Yep. You're not going to help people. Um, I think there's a huge potential for growth. Yes, will it happen? That's completely up to you and me. Yeah, that's 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 my answer. That's that, that's a great answer. I appreciate it. Uh, anything else you want to share before we head out? Thanks for your time too, by the way. If you're sitting outside of a shop, I feel like I got to send you a thousand dollar check for spending an hour with everybody here. For the... Yeah, you're like, I'll, yeah. I'll send I'll send you the address. Okay, yeah. Does a smoothie work? Is that cool? Can I just like is that okay? Smoothie will work, but it better be cold when it gets here. Um, the uh, um, I'll show you share for this. Um, I, the car that I'm working on right now, there's only like 15 to 18 cars here at this shop. I've done five of them in the last, uh, this will be number six in five days. Um, the, this car that I'm working on now, I could talk the lady into dropping it. It is a 2006 Pontiac Vibe, but it only has about, written on the standard matrix, about 20, I wrote it for $2,300. Now, I didn't mark a couple panels because we were getting close to total. It could have yeah. been around 26, but the paint is completely peeled off the roof. I only have to fix two dents on the roof because you can't see the rest of them. In the front of the hood, the paint's completely. I sold this lady to get this thing fixed. She loves the car, and she was like, should I do it or should Man, that's completely that's up to you. you. But, <laughs> you know, if you love this car, those uh, those dents are on the hood especially. You know, I always do that little 
bad, good cop, bad cop thing within myself, especially yes. those ones on the hood. At least get those. And she was like, I'm just going to do it all. Yeah. So I'm fixing that 06 Pontiac vibe. I think uh, that's really cool. an hour now. That. I'm almost done with it. So I think that's really cool that you said that because I feel like people don't think that the best hail guys or the guys that make the best money in hail do stuff like that. I feel like people don't think that people feel like people think that they're like only working on 2019s and up and they're only getting $8,000 a car and they're only working on high. Like that's, it's not the real world. That is not 2,300 bucks for a vibe because the girl loves her car and you, you sold her on the idea uh, of feeling better about her vehicle, which is what we're all fucking doing here. <laughs> That's it. Yep. And I am going to be an hour and a half, two hours into this car. Talk. Yeah. That's good. That's money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, you can send me, I don't care what you send me. Yeah. If it pays, it pays. I don't, yeah. I don't get it. where I'm at right now. Uh, it's, it's mostly cars. I mean, mostly trucks and stuff, you know, it's, it's a tiny, tiny, tiny town, uh, yeah. two body shops in the entire like 15 mile radius so um both of these shops are getting all the cars although it didn't get a whole lot of cars yeah but they're getting all the cars yeah Yeah. i'll go uh, that's another thing you think oh i've got to go this huge city to make money um dude you find you find the only body shop in town because they're not going to be on drps you know why they ain't got to be on their drp yeah exactly (laughs) stay with 35 other body shops in five mile radius nope they, all of these uh, these two shops here, both whenever they get approached, both of them told me we get approached with DRP, we go screw you, we don't need to be on it. Yeah, I don't want you. you don't We're the only you. game in town. Yeah. So here I am. I'm sitting here. I'll do in. Uh, uh, I'll do a total of uh, 35, 40 cars in uh, seven weeks or whatever it is. Um, no, probably 45 cars in yeah. seven weeks, uh, all on the standard matrix in a tiny little town okay you gotta if you think that's not making money okay that's fine yeah yeah. (laughs) you want to go to the caliber collision and do 180 cars yeah okay there's different ways to do it but that's that's awesome that's building relationships i imagine that's having a network of people that know who you are um and always showing up and providing value not raw raw stuff some raw raw stuff but also showing up and providing a repair that blows the guy's mind so much that he brings you a smoothie. I mean, come on. That's what, that's the goal. <laughs> and I'm probably going fishing at his personal pond here in a little while. Fly that's awesome. He's invited me. He's like, come down anytime. Bro. Come down anytime. That's awesome. I've just got to find time. I'm working 12 freaking hours a day. Yeah, but, for sure. I mean, if you're out, out pushing hail, that's what you do. Push hail, work out, eat chicken. For sure. For sure. That's, that's about it. <laughs> Go to sleep. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on, man. It was really fun. I, we've never actually honestly talked ever. Nope, we have in two minutes so this is our first conversation yep. and it was awesome um appreciate you coming on providing value to these guys i'm sure everybody's gonna be excited to hear from you and psst, i don't know keep in contact <laughs> that's all, all i right. got for appreciate it, it Corey. <laughs> Thanks, Shane. have a good day all right see ya Thank you for listening to another episode of the PDR Coach Podcast. If you got any value from this podcast and want to do something for me, then the best way to do that is to subscribe to the podcast and give me a rating and review. If you want to know more about me, then you can find me on Instagram by searching for the PDR Coach or find me on my website at coachcoreyk.com, C-O-R-Y-K.com. Thank you for listening and I'll be back next week.